Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places close to our home. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. It's that time of the year, out with the old and in with the new, and if you're like us, you have your sights set on travel adventures for the new year, and with that comes the task of travel planning. We've been planning trips and exploring the world for a long time, and we've developed checklists and processes and all kinds of methods that work for us. Recently, though, we reached out to the travel blogging community to get even more ideas for travel planning. And on today's episode, we're going to bring you top tips from the world of travel bloggers to give you inspiration and advice for planning your future travel adventures. We'll provide links to all our contributors in the show notes. So if you hear something that interests you, you can also see what additional travel tips each of our guests provide on their websites. And with that, let's get started. Let's start with Taylor Beal from Traverse with Taylor. This is a travel blog focused on helping people travel Europe easily and confidently with some creative itineraries. Taylor's blog focuses on Scotland and Amsterdam. Taylor's first tip is to focus on experiencing moments. Taylor says, my biggest tip is to stop trying to fit everything in. With countries in Europe being so close together, it's easy to try to hop from place to place, seeing all of the things on your list. But travel isn't about checking things off a list. Travel is about experiencing moments. So stop planning everything down to the minute and spend some time wandering. The feedback I often get is that those days where nothing was planned were the most memorable. Any example come to mind for you? Well, you're, you come to mind first. You're my first come to mind because I think over time you started out with I got to see everything and you had itineraries that were packed. And I think over time you've, you've really changed the way that you plan. Without that packed itinerary. Yeah, I mean, I think I still try to come up with a checklist of things to do and things to see. But yeah, I'm but not, if we but don't I'm see it, you're okay with it. Totally okay with it. Yeah, I'm not mar- yeah I just want to have, I kind of use it more as a backup. You did have FOMO. You still have a little bit of FOMO. For those that don't know what that is, it's the fear of missing out. I do want to see it all. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, but yes, the, the moments, I agree with, with Absolutely. Taylor. Yeah. We've had one of the most amazing travel experiences where we just kind of run across things and we take a little diversion off to another area or something and it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, something that wasn't planned and Mm -hmm. just turns out to be a great Mm -hmm. memory. Yeah. Let's go on to Taylor's second tip and that is to plan details from big to small. Start planning big, then do the details. It quickly gets overwhelming if you try to do it all at once. Find your dates and places, for example. Then narrow down how you will get from place to place. And only once you have handled the big ticket items, worry about what to do and see, where to eat, etc. And lastly, don't forget to budget for travel days. 
So many people account for delicious meals or their favorite souvenirs they're dying to pick up. But don't forget, even when flying across the country or taking a train, you still need meals and drinks and snacks and whatever else. Budget for these days, too. Yeah, we've known some people who have kind of forgot that the travel day itself is something to slot on their list of things to think about, even be it from a budget perspective, like Taylor says, or from the perspective of this is a day that's going to be consumed out of the time I have for travel. And Mm -hmm. that can be a big oops moment, Mm -hmm. as we've seen. Mm -hmm. Our next contributor is Kathy Belge, who runs the travel blog and podcast Solo Women RV, providing helpful tips and information for women RVers, campers, and van lifers. She's been traveling solo for years and in 2018 bought her first RV and hasn't looked back. She's crisscrossed the West Coast and loves camping and hiking in her home state of Oregon. Her passion is encouraging other women to get out and explore more, especially in nature. She travels in a 2000 Chinook concourse with her adventure kitty, Tucker. You can follow her adventures at solowomenrv.com or on the Solo Women RV podcast. Kathy's tip is about considering chat GPT for travel planning. She says, at the suggestion of a friend, I recently used ChatGPT to help me plan a trip. I was driving from Oregon to Arizona in my RV and asked for help planning a route where I knew a few key places I wanted to stop, input the number of hours I wanted to drive daily, and I also asked it to help me find free places to camp at night. I was pleasantly surprised by the results I got. Within a few minutes, I had a general route with suggestions of where to stop each night. I had to ask a few times for specific places for free camping with addresses or locations. It was a good starting point for me to investigate further. I then got out my map and favorite camping apps to complete the planning process. And I've done a little bit of experimenting with the AI tools out there for you know, what are they going to come up with for itineraries? And I mean, so far I found out that they seem to work better for more popular places than some of the, we go to some really off the beaten path places. And it seems the more obscure places, I've gotten some really funky results. So your mileage may differ, but today having those tools available, it just takes a, a few minutes to play around with that. And you might be surprised at what you get. All right, let's move on to uh, our next contributor, who is Linda Blumel. You will find Linda at hikingthealps.com. Linda is the owner of the travel and hiking blog, Hiking the Alps, with a focus on destinations and outdoor activities, mostly hiking in the European Alps. Linda's tip is to use the Komoot app to plan outdoor activities. That's K-O-M-O-O-T. The app is free, but has a paid option to add offline maps and other features. You can plan and record hikes, bike tours, runs, etc., and share everything on social platforms or your blog. Turning now to a contribution from Mishka Brand. Mishka's travel blog is sandandelevation.com. It's an outdoor travel blog with helpful guides for exploring the Pacific Northwest's beaches, mountains, and other wild and inspiring places. Mishka offers a couple of tips. Number one, as soon as you book your accommodation, book your massages, tours, etc. with the hotel immediately. You can cancel later if you change your mind, but if you wait to do this until just before you leave, often these experiences are already booked. 
And her tip number two, before your trip, take some time to learn a few things about your destination. Maybe it's a place's history, landmarks, or particular dish worth knowing a thing or two about ahead of time. This knowledge enriches your experience of a place and helps with small talk when you're there. Mishka makes a good point in pre-booking all the different things that are offered, but it can also, not only for hotels, but for the cruising industry, for yeah. all the, it's it does apply to different avenues of travel. Yes, and if you're, for example, traveling to Florence, Italy, and if you want to see David, you yes. would be well advised to make your reservations for that in advance, yeah. else you'd be stuck like us, yeah. wandering the streets, which is fine. It was a nice wander. But, but no, no David. No David. So we have to go back. Yeah. Next up, we have Ryan Chan, who is the founder and writer of Wayless Travelers. Wayless Travelers is a blog that seeks to inspire others to get off the beaten path and discover the myriad of travels from around the world. The blog shares incredible adventures from scuba diving in the deep with sharks to hiking high up into the Himalayan peaks. Ryan's first tip is about mapping out your points of interest. When researching a country and planning a trip, it helps tremendously to map out all the points of interest on Google Maps by clicking the Save button. In this way, after browsing the top cities of interest or things to do, I can easily visualize in Google Maps which areas have the highest concentration of activities I want. This way, it can help me decide which places to visit and give a hint on how long I will need to stay there to experience all the main activities. It also helps me decide between two regions or cities if I only have time for one. The same can apply when deciding between visiting two countries. The more points on the map for that country, the more exciting things there are for me to see. Ryan has a second tip, and it's about keeping details on a spreadsheet. When I get further into travel planning, I find it very useful to make an Excel sheet calendar showing each date, some of the activities I would like to do, and my accommodation information. This is particularly useful to account for and visualize the actual days in each place. For example, I plan to spend four days in Bangkok and I assume that staying from February 1 through 4 would fulfill that. However, when I account for the fact that the plane arrives on the 1st at night and then I need to check out on the 4th, I only have two full days. Putting it in the calendar, accounting for the transport days, and inputting some activities into each day makes it far easier to visualize if you have enough time at each destination. Moving on to Robin Dirk, who runs the travel blog Two Empty Passports, providing detailed travel itineraries that focus on experiencing different cultures and discovering lesser visited destinations for slow-minded travelers or those with chronic pain, illness, and other hidden disabilities. Robin's goal is to show others how to adjust their travel style so they can make their dreams of travel a reality. Robin's first tip is add an extra day in large cities. Whether you enjoy slow travel, struggle with chronic pain, or have reduced mobility, your physical capabilities, energy, and pain levels should factor into your daily itinerary. Make a list of things to do at your destination. Consider the size of the city, the distance between sites, 
your pain or energy levels, and how to plan to get around the city. This can help decide how much time you need to get to and enjoy each site. Pay attention to how many days others recommend spending in your destination as well. If they recommend three days, add a fourth to your itinerary. This extra day removes the pressure and time constraints on your body and allows you time to rest and manage your pain. It also allows you time to wander off the tourist path, discover what makes the city unique, and travel at a more relaxed pace. That's brilliant. You like that one? I love that one. The relaxing part? or Just the accommodation for those that have disabilities. I think that's, that's absolutely... Yeah. Uh, many people, again, try to fit everything into such a small period of yeah. time. And if you have disabilities, you get disappointed because you, the disabilities affect your, yeah. your uh, itinerary. So it's, it's, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I think, I mean, we just came back from a trip as well. We did some camping in the Southern California desert, and we didn't have a detailed itinerary. But when we were there, I mean, you decided one day, hey, we're just going to not do stuff. We're just going to relax, spend some time at the campground. And I think it was like prior to that, we had done you know, quite a bit of hiking at Joshua Tree National Park. So that gave you, you know, your body a chance to recoup from, it wasn't what, leg pain, but no, you know, move, muscle, we were muscle moving legs. different muscles. So yeah. it was nice to just get some recoup time. Yeah. Robin's second tip is consider renting a mobility aid. If you struggle with limited mobility because of a hidden disability like fibromyalgia or experience fatigue because of a chronic illness, consider renting a mobility aid for the duration of your trip. This can be the best thing you can do to ensure a relaxing holiday. Many worldwide destinations like Amsterdam, Paris, or Tokyo make it easy to rent mobility aids like wheelchairs for single and multiple day trips. Robin says, for example, I rented a wheelchair for my five-week trip to Japan. The service was fantastic, the cost was minimal, And it was delivered to my hotel. Super easy. If you don't require an aid for your entire trip, know that you can rent or borrow a wheelchair in most museums, theme parks, galleries, shopping malls, and airports worldwide. And check the tourism board of your destination to learn more about wheelchair rentals for your trip. We've been making comments recently on a number of trips we've been taking, how we're kind of inspired by when we see older people or people with disabilities and they don't let those things hinder them and they're still getting out there, exploring the Mm -hmm. world, seeing things, getting new adventures in. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's total inspiration for us. Yeah. Our next contributor is Linda Egeler, and she is the owner of On to New Adventures Travel Blog. On to New Adventures is a travel blog focusing on the Traverse City and Northern Michigan region. The blog shares stories about traveling abroad, new experience, and engaging with people who live in remote destinations. Linda's first tip is to seek out advice from locals. Our top travel tip, Linda says, is to don't overschedule every minute of your trip whenever possible. Intentionally set aside a few hours or even a full day where you can live like a local. Asking residents about their favorite places to eat, where they hang out in their free time, or an off-the-beaten-path experience has led us to some truly memorable hidden gems 
that we never would have discovered on our own. We learn much more from interacting with people than from reading our guidebook or searching on Google. We never would have stumbled across Iceland's incredibly delicious licorice if we hadn't asked a local for tips about signature gifts we could carry home to friends and family. While spending Christmas in San Juan del Sur, Nicaragua, we enjoyed the higher-end restaurants recommended in our guidebook. But our most memorable meal came when we asked a person on the streets where he liked to eat lunch. He walked with us for a few blocks to a neighborhood taco stand where we enjoyed authentic homemade tacos for a fraction of what you'd pay in a restaurant. And in Nova Scotia, we abandoned our plan for the day to go hiking with our affable B&B host. We accompanied him along a scenic trail with spectacular overlooks without a tourist in sight. So there you have it. Enhance your journey by gaining insider's tips about a place from those who call it home. Her second tip is discover the efficiency of packing cubes. Packing for a trip became more efficient once we invested in a set of packing cubes. Packing cubes are zip containers that organize your belongings and fit inside your suitcase. They help compress clothing, therefore saving space in your luggage. They also help keep clothing from shifting around during transit, reducing wrinkles. Packing cubes also help you stay organized once you've reached your destination. Separating similar items into cubes keeps you from rummaging through your entire suitcase when looking for a particular item. The cubes can go right into a drawer without unpacking. The zippers around the top of the cube make it convenient to access your items. I love my five-piece set by Travelwise. The mesh design allows you to see what's inside easily. It makes it easy for you to locate your favorite pair of shorts and helps security travel agents check out your luggage without pawing through all your loose clothing. I was slow to jump on the packing cube craze and now I can't imagine traveling without them. I'm also a big advocate of Apple AirTags for tracking lost luggage. And we are fans of the packing cubes too. I huh? was so happy to discover packing cubes. I don't know when she discovered it, but we discovered it quite a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, the first memory that I have where we use them, where, where they seem to come in handy in a big way, it was about four years ago. We did three weeks in the United Kingdom with just our backpacks. We had no luggage. And inside the backpacks were packing cubes. And those packing cubes held all our clothes for three weeks. And kind of like, like Linda says, just the ability to compress your clothing, keep them organized. And just pull them out. Yeah. They're still all organized and access them so easily. Yeah. And we've been using them ever since. Yeah. We don't, don't leave home without them. And we're going to close today with some tips from Samantha Hamilton, who's the creator and writer at New England Wanderlust. She has two top tips that she always recommends when giving people advice on upcoming epic trips. Number one, must-see attractions are still often worth it. Social media can often make it feel like certain places are overdone and too touristy, but let's face it, places like these are popular for a reason. Sure, not all the top-rated attractions around the world may be worth it for you, but if it's your dream to see the Eiffel Tower in Paris, don't be discouraged because people refer to it as touristy. Everyone is a tourist at some point in their lives, and this word isn't always bad, nor should it prevent you from seeing everything in the world you want to see. Embrace being a tourist 
and do everything you want to do. And number two is that it's okay to relax while traveling. She says, when I first started to travel, I'd cram my itinerary with activities all day long, leaving virtually no time to wander around a new city or town to soak it all in. It's okay if that's your travel style, but I encourage everyone to schedule at least half or a full day in each destination where you have no plans and just see where the day takes you. Grab lunch in a cafe you stumbled upon, allow time to get lost and experience the destination like a local. She says, since I've started doing this while traveling, I've gained a bigger appreciation for the destination and its people and have felt more rested and relaxed. And it's okay to nap and rest while traveling. She says, I used to feel guilty about this because I was worried about the things I wouldn't see if I spent time napping. But international travel can be hard on the body and even just an hour-long nap will help you feel more energized and probably enjoy the rest of your trip more than if you pushed through feeling tired and run down. Keeping up with sleep is also a good way to keep your immune system strong, prevent catching colds while traveling, and especially, like she says, if you're doing international travel, you'll likely, at the beginning of your trip at least, be dealing with jet lag, so let your body adjust and rest when you need to rest, I think, huh? Yeah, that seems to be a common tip among many of our travel bloggers. Yeah. So there's a series of tips that hopefully will be helpful for you when you're planning your travel. Hopefully you've heard a few new things. We are going to be back on our next episode with a second round of top travel tips from top travel bloggers, including a few from the folks at the places where we go. So you'll want to tune in for that. And if you'd like to refer to any of these tips that you've heard today or see more, we do have a post on our website, theplaceswherewego.com. It's called 33 Expert Travel Planning Tips from Adventurous Travel Bloggers. And that's where you can revisit the tips you've heard today, as well as several others. So thanks for joining us again on The Places Where We Go. And please join us for part two of our tips from travel bloggers. We sure appreciate any comment that you have. Um, we love to respond to them. Yeah, and if you have some top travel tips for travel planning, drop us a line and we'll share those with our listeners. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Until next time, happy travels, and we hope to see you at the places where we go. If you have any comments or information to share with us about travel, you can write to us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Places Where We Go. You can find us on Twitter as The Places Where One, the number one. And you can watch our travel adventures on YouTube, where our channel name is The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at The Places Where We Go. See you next time. Bye now.